Hello, and welcome to the Vivolution podcast. Since starting in late 2016, Vivolution has been creating inspiring events for the plant-powered generation. Each episode of this podcast will share with you stories and ideas told by plant-based thought leaders from the Vivolution stage. In this talk entitled The Boundaries of Veganism, Brett Cobley discusses how veganism is often a precursor to a radical change within an individual and often leads to greater awareness towards the environment and health. This talk was recorded on the Eat Drink Vegan stage at Vivolution Festival 2018. How's everyone doing today? Maybe I'll use the mic, I'll just not use it as a prop. Uh, yeah, so my talk today is called The Boundaries of Veganism, and the reason for the talk is because I recently asked a guest on my cooking show, uh, who's Rachel Amos, some of you might know her from YouTube, I recently asked her, do you think the world will go vegan? And it was like, straight away, she went, yeah, yeah, 100%, I think everyone will go vegan. She, she saw it as like just a clear path, it was definitely happening, it was definitely going to go that way. Um, I think that's fantastic. What I asked myself is what I ask myself with any movement, and it applies to all movements out there, whether it's a movement um, of feminism, whether it's race, anything like that, is what's slowing us down. Because it feels very much like that's the way things are going, but what's in our way? Because it feels like a very clear and logical path to me for the world to go vegan, but it's not there yet. So obviously there must be something slowing us down. And the two things I always find um, for any movement that might be slowing us down is ego and education. And if our ego becomes too overwhelming, we relinquish the right to educate people. So if we come to someone from a place of ego, then we can't educate them because we burn a bridge straight away. So this might be your family, and I was recently on a, on a panel talking with a, a psychologist about um, how to best spread veganism, and he said, you might not be the best person to talk to your family about veganism because it comes from a very, very emotional place. Um, so to try and get around that ego aspect of it, because ego is something that we all suffer with, it's, it's a burden that we all bear, I actually believe in something called determinism. Does anyone know what determinism is? Determinism is. Anyone ever come across it before? Yeah. So determinism, which I found a dictionary definition because I like to make sure I put out the right message and that everything's consistent. So determinism in the dictionary says, determinism is a philosophical idea that all events, including moral choices, are determined completely by previous existing causes. Determinism is at times understood as a preclude to free will, which entails that humans cannot act otherwise than how they do. So to kind of break that down to you, every single person you meet is on a journey and they all set off from different points to you. It's the interesting fact of the fact that people talk about things like immigration a lot, yet they don't recognize the fact of how lucky they were to be born where they are um, and how that isn't a right. That's actually something that happened completely by accident. Um, I like to think of it as you just a soul floating in space and boom, you choose a body, and that's it, you're there. That isn't a choice you made. You didn't pass a test to get into that country. You, most people in this, in this room will have been born somewhere with running water, food to eat, and they, they wore clothes as they grew up. That isn't, that isn't something that you built up to. That's something that happened by accident, and that's, that's the place of privilege that you're coming from. So understand that every single person you speak to is coming from a very slightly different place to you, and to understand that as, as you talk to them. Determinism for a lot of people can feel 
um, almost debilitating. It can feel like something that you think, okay, so if there's no such thing as free will and everyone's on their own path and the past predetermined by everything they've ever um, experienced, then is there even any point in trying to change someone's journey? But the exact point of um, the journey is that you can be the rock in the road for, for a person. So you can actually be the change that encourages them to go vegan and to start living more compassionately. But as we said earlier, the only way to do that is to remove the ego, bring yourself to their level and speak to them from a place of love and compassion and let them understand that that's exactly what you're doing. Now, part of that for me is... Um, a very in, important thing and a, a very important lesson that I learned is something called the social pyramid. Now, the social pyramid to me is, on the foundation of it, is environment. So if you start a conversation with someone that you've never, ever met before, the easiest thing to talk to them about, which is a very stereotypical English thing, is to talk to them about the weather. Because it's something that you both are experiencing. Say if you were speaking to someone today, you'd never met them before, um, and you had no other idea about them, you could say, what a cool building. It's a really, really cool building. I'm so excited about the event, because it's things that you're both experiencing. It brings you both onto the same level straight away. At the very, very top of the, of the pyramid is people's religion, their core beliefs, their morals, things that they hold very, very dear at the center of their core. And these are very, very... Um, delicate subjects to approach with someone. It's the easiest way to offend someone is by meeting them and straight away trying to push your beliefs onto them. And it's often why people can become very intimidated when the first thing you identify as as you meet someone is, hi, I'm Brett and I'm a vegan. Because it instantly says to them if they're not a vegan, okay, what's this person's angle? Are they trying to, are they trying to make me vegan? Are they trying to push their beliefs on me? Are they trying to virtue signal that they're more compassionate than I am? And it gets people's backs up and it can make them very, very guarded as to how they're going to talk to you. So it's very interesting that if you think of the flip side of that, when you meet another vegan at a vegan event, you can often instantly recognize that you already have something in common with them. You meet a person and you can straight away think, okay, so they're another vegan. I can assume that the reason they did that is through compassion and love and that's why they made those decisions. So I already have something in common with them and that's why you can build up a rapport very, very quickly because you skip all the other steps and you jump straight to the top of the pyramid. But you also need to understand that if that isn't where you're coming from, if that isn't a connection that you already have with that person, you know enough about them and their history, then to jump to the top of the pyramid is a very, very risky thing. And that's why we often get into arguments, um, heavy debates, and we can burn a bridge that would otherwise have led someone to, to go vegan and start looking at a more compassionate lifestyle. The other thing is, if you, we spoke earlier about social media, that's, that's a question that asked everyone here on social media in some form. Yeah, everyone's on like Facebook, Instagram, etc. Um, I actually find it quite interesting. My family always say WhatsApp at the end of that. I'm like, that's not really social media. But anyway, but beside the point, um, what you'll find on social media, and uh, Americans definitely dealt with this uh, from Trump and Hillary in their kind of election, is every person's point that you'll see is a polarizing opinion. So... If there's three questions on a questionnaire and it's, I'm all for it, yes, um, no, I'm not for it, or I don't care, why is anyone answering I don't care? 
If you don't care, you're not answering the questionnaire. Everyone who comments on a social media post, no one ever comments, I don't care. Why would you? Why would anyone go on and, and look at a picture and say, I have no feelings about that, let me write about it. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So every person who comments on your social media profile or on a picture of vegan food or a vegan movement, they're either putting, yeah, go us, like we're great, we're vegan, which is fantastic, support the movement, that's amazing. Or they're often putting bacon. And you can look at those things and get really, really downhearted about it and really, really good because you think, oh no, look at all these people who come out of bacon, like they hate us. What you realize is that's like 1%, 2% of the polarizing extremes of a movement. Um, so that said, that's, that's what you're actually seeing out there. You're seeing the polar extremes of two different movements. Um, and that's why you can feel disheartened because you can feel like, society is split down the middle when actually there's a massive percentage in the middle that don't care and they're what we call the sleepwalkers they're people that are just going through their everyday life they're very blinkered they're going to work they're coming home they're, they're maybe looking after their kids but they, they don't have time for your movement um but they're actually the easiest people to conquer they're the easiest people to show love and compassion and kindness to and sway one way or the other um so if you're coming from a point of anger or upset or um, emotional uh, response, then that's the quickest way to burn a bridge and turn people off. If you can have an open conversation with people and show them kindness and love, which for me is what the movement's all about, then that's the easiest way to build up that rapport, eventually get to the top of that pyramid and start talking about their core beliefs um, and how they might affect the environment in a different way, have less of an effect, leave less of a footprint. Because um, the other thing is with social media is there's no face to the person you're looking at. So if you ever look at like psychology, you'll recognize that when we go through school, the reason that kids are so mean to each other is because they've not really realized yet how to interact with people. They're still learning. They're still testing things out. So someone in school might say something really, really hurtful to another student or to one of their like friends. And it's, it's not until they see the expression on their face, the hurt, um, they might see them cry, that they go, oh, th this doesn't feel good to make someone cry. It doesn't feel good to hurt someone. It doesn't feel good to upset them. So maybe in future, I'll, I'll either keep that opinion to myself or I'll approach it in a slightly different way. We're growing up in a whole generation of people that are having those kind of experiences, but they're having them online, where they can say something mean to someone, they can say something horrible, they can have an argument with someone and never see that response. They can never see someone cry, they can never see someone get upset about it, and they can never see someone feel that hurt. And there's no reason for them to stop doing that. So it doesn't matter whether it's someone who isn't in your circle of people, whether it's someone who isn't uh, a vegan already, it doesn't matter whether it's a vegan who's made a mistake and it's a vegan who's put the hand up and said, I've made a mistake and I've, I've gone away from veganism or I've done something um, that's potentially against the movement and they've been honest with you. When you put that hate out there, when you let them know how much they've disappointed you, when you make it all about you and you get your ego involved and you show that hurt and emotion, you're hurting them in a big way. And mental health is, is, is really important, but it's something really rarely understood by people because there's no feedback loop. You're saying it on a page, you're typing it like a keyboard warrior and you're putting out that hate and misunderstanding and you're burning a bridge and causing hurt. And that's polarizing people even more. So that's a big part of the message today is that 
for me, the, the whole choice to go vegan and the whole road was I already had compassion and love for humans and I extended that another step to animals. And that seems like such a logical thing. Once you go vegan, you all think to yourself, yeah, why wouldn't we love everyone equally? Why wouldn't we extend that love to everyone? But it's not that obvious for people. Some, some people need to learn to love humans and they've not even done that yet. So for me, it, it became a logical step of love and compassion from humans and then extending it to animals. But when we extend it to animals, our love shouldn't diminish. We shouldn't have less love for humans. If you do have less love for humans, then you're doing what I call playing with a doll. Now, I don't know if anyone knows this, but dolls are made without emotion. They're made with a, a blank expression on the face. And that's so a little boy or girl can pick up a doll and they can put their own expression onto the doll. So if they're feeling sad, they can feel like the doll's feeling sad as well. If they're feeling happy, they can feel like the doll's feeling happy as well. So it just backs up their emotion, you're in an echo chamber. And that's a very comforting thing to us. But without that feedback loop from a human, we are ignorant to what's actually going on and the, the damage that we might be causing by our comments and the damage that we might be causing to a movement that we all say we're very passionate about and we want everyone to be a part of and everyone to go vegan. So that's why often it's, it's easier to love animals. It's easier to love animals than humans because animals don't ever let you down. The dog that you come home to is always going to wag its tail and be happy that you're there because you can react to that emotion. They're always going to be happy. But a human might not be the same, but that's why your ego needs to be less involved and you need to take more energy to actually interact with a human and connect with them on a different level to help if you are a person of compassion uh, and you are a person who's trying to have less impact on the world to actually make that connection and push it further and build on the movement. It's, it's really interesting, it's, sorry, it's really easy um, to feel that rush in your blood and to feel your heart pump as you have an, a debate with someone and to feel very self-entitled and to let your ego and your, your morals get involved and say, no, I'm right about this, I'm vegan, I'm the compassionate one, this person has no idea, they don't know what the damage they're doing. It's really easy and it can make you feel good and you can come away from it feeling super self-righteous. But you have to think about the damage that you might have just done because you, you're, building a, you're building a wall, not a bridge. And we should be building bridges and we should, we should be reaching out to the community and, and helping people find that place of compassion. It's also a really interesting question to ask yourself because what do you identify as? Because as I said earlier, if, if I say to everyone that I meet, hi, I'm Brett and I'm a vegan, if that's the only thing you identify as, then if your life choices or your morals ever change, you're screwed, you have no identity anymore. If you ever drop out of this community that you feel like you've built yourself into, then what are you now? What are you now that you're not a vegan anymore? Because if you're someone at school, you felt very difficult to connect with people, if you felt like you didn't have a strong friendship group, going vegan could then feel like, oh, wow, I'm part of a community now. And this is, this is amazing. I'm different. I'm in a niche. I'm, I'm a special person now. And you may not have felt that at any other point in your life, but that can harm you from helping other people to go vegan. And if, if the goal isn't to try and encourage other people to go vegan, that don't really know what we're doing it for. So that is, what helps pe that is what makes people say things like someone else isn't vegan enough or to judge people or for a new business or brand that sets up that offers vegan options 
to discredit that and discount it and say, oh, no, they're not a completely vegan brand, so I'm not going to eat that, I'm not going to support that, that's, that's bad and it's wrong. If, if it isn't the goal to help everyone go vegan and to give them love and compassion, then I, I feel like the movement's flawed and that's something that we need to look deep inside ourselves and know, is that a goal or is our goal to be right and, and morally on the high ground and in a niche or do we actually want the whole world to go vegan? Um, it's not for me to answer that question for you. That's for you to answer that question yourself. And know if, if you're doing everything you can to be a billboard for veganism. Because I'll be quite honest, one of the most disappointing things I ever, um, I ever experienced is meeting people outside of the vegan movement, having an in-depth conversation with them, getting to know them, chatting to them more and more. And then when it comes time to eat or to make any kind of decision morally... I say, oh, I'm actually vegan, I'm going to do this. And then they go, oh, you're vegan? I wouldn't have thought you were vegan because you seem so reasonable. If we've got a PR department in veganism, then it needs to do some different things because we've got terrible PR at the minute. So that's something we can think about. That's something we can be a billboard for and we can carry ourselves with compassion because if you've already made the change to veganism congratulations, that's really, really good. You don't need to go around and tell people that they're not vegan enough if they're already vegan as well. It doesn't matter about your personal brand of veganism. If you've already done it, congratulations, feel really good about yourself, but you don't need to put that pressure on other people. Have open conversations, build up, build up a rapport, get to the top of that pyramid so you can actually have an open conversation with them and try to impact their life in a positive way. Because every single vegan that I ever meet say it's the best thing they ever did. Every single vegan I ever meet says they wish they'd have done it sooner. Help other people on that journey. It, and you'll feel good about that as well. But you don't need to leave negativity to other people to, to help that journey. All you're going to do is burn a bridge. If you enjoyed this talk, head on over to vevolution.co forward slash media, where you'll find tons more content from thought leaders from the global plant-powered movement. Until the next time, take care, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.